What's going on, Internet? The Black Wakai here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Game and Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and there's a lot in store for episode 134. Now, if you're watching the video version of the show at youtube.com slash GI Updates, know this show is available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon, and all other major podcast platforms. Also, be sure to rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We need your five-star rating on Apple and Spotify to help us push us in the algorithm to bring in new potential listeners to help grow this podcast platform now without further ado allow me to co-host allow me to co-host i can't coach i can't talk allow me to introduce you to my co-host the first of which he's feeling a little bit sick but he can never get sick of playing yakuza games seeing as he's recently completed the same game for the eighth time how does it feel utx kazuma the don uh hi probably tell that <laughs> i'm sick as hell but i'm pushing through it because yeah we are late so let's just get on with it yeah what's the name uh if we could get at least this video at least to five likes because jg showed up sick we would really appreciate if we get the video to five likes that would really help us on youtube uh my second co-host he's a man of many talents one providing deep insight into the mind of game developers seeing as he is one the other has been consistently late to the show. He was actually late today. Ito, say what up to the people. Yo, this man stays lying. You know, this is the second time you've lied about that because the oh, podcast. Uh, this, you, you said the who's same the, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Who's, who, the, same who's, thing. who's the last uh, one? When I said mic check, who's the last one to, to say anything, Jay? You you put us name by name. What are you talking about? No, yeah, no, yeah, that's insane. You see this? this is no, insane. no, no, don't do that. I can't have nothing, bro. What up, everybody? Oh my goodness, true. Uh, and today we are joined by an extended GI member. It's been a while since he's been on the show. Uh, when he's not reselling his dreads in, he's either doing triathlons or trying out new games. He's the host of the Game Reflex podcast. It's the ace of all trades. Say what up to the people, Ace. Yo, what's good, y'all? Glad to be back. It's been a minute. It's been like, I think, over three or four years. So, hey, we back. Yes, sir. And before we get into the show, you know what we got to do? We got to talk about the free games you're getting this month, even though it's like, God damn, time is flowing. I looked, I was like, damn, we're at the end of October. Um, as well as like a couple like, you know, delays, releases, reveals, all that BS. Um, so freebies on PlayStation, you get Super Hot, Hot Wheels, Unleash, and Un Injustice 2. Still got time to claim these games. Uh, Xbox, you get Windbound and Bomber Crew Deluxe. Never heard of them. Uh, and then on Amazon for PC, you get Shadow of War, Fallout 76, and Total Warhammer 2. There is four other games you get for free, but those are like the three notable ones I thought I'd put down. Um, if you want to look up the other ones, feel free, but whatever. Um, moving on to delays, releases, reveals. Um, uh, breaking news, uh, shocker news, actually. The Google Stadia shut down um they they took to twitter this past week and uh, announced that they'll be shutting down the servers the good news is they will be refunding everybody who purchased it um i don't know the exact day that the servers go down but you got a limited amount of time if anon's got a limited amount of time to basically beat uh oh it's january uh 2023 uh the 18th you basically got to the 18th to beat um what's that giant he got uh cyberpunk anon or anybody else who's got the google study are you guys sad are you uh are you shocked by this news This is great on, riveting commentary. Riveting commentary. Game reflex. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just really just. I, I mean, what do you want from me? I don't care. I mean, 
I guess if pretty whoa, much if whoa, you, whoa, whoa, you don't care that they it, didn't tell the developers they were shutting down. The de- developers ace found out on Twitter that Google Stadia is shutting down, and you say you don't care? You're not a blue I mean, collar man. We, we can't get a dude out the bar already. Yeah, like, you gotta like, go. Like, like, See like, you in like, another like, two to three years, buddy. Let me just say this. I mean, apparently that's how businesses go. I mean, they do that for other things that go around the game. Talk to him, Ace. Talk to him, Ace. Talk to him, Ace. Talk to him, Ace. Let him know, Ace. To be fair, that shit don't apply to me, so I don't care. He said I was going before that. They kicked me out before that. You know, it's funny. I'm glad you made a joke because I was going to make a joke before we even got the news, but you got it. Anything you care about? You thought you care about this? I mean, I'm not gonna lie because <laughs> I can say it now. Um, Samurai Zero might have been developed on Stadia. They were gonna maybe throw us a bag, but now I'm glad I avoided that pitfall. What? So yeah, mm, glad wow. I got that. Okay. Yeah. Only thing I don't like is how they did the developers because apparently it was like 200 different like developers, like studios or something like that that found out via Twitter. Uh, that sucks. That you gotta find out. It's like I yep. don't know where to put my game. Some people I knew that are just like acquaintances uh, in the dev space. They all they they all were like surprised. Like I was just in like a couple like discords and I was just watching them like in real time find out about the news and they were just like, wait, but I'm working on Dadia platform. Wait, what? And then they just they, it was just basically chaos of them trying to get answers. True, true, true. Jay, any hot takes? I mean, it's messed up. It was definitely messed up that you don't let the people know that hey, I'm going to shut down. Um, apparently, I forgot the dude's name, but apparently, this is a trend of uh, Google things uh, not working and just shutting down. So uh, I, I don't think that too many people were actually surprised at the end of the day that this was going downhill. Just Google, even though they're you know a, a top tier company, one of the you know top companies in the world, they apparently cannot make a lot of good products. So uh, you know this is why this happened. And uh, I, I just don't think that we were ready for this. I think that one of the earlier signs I knew that this wasn't going to work was when, you know, the, the 2K coons were trying to play 2K on Stadia and they were oh, like, nobody's in the park. Like, that, you have to make this stuff cross-play. You can't just have, like, your own platform and expect people to just migrate to it when they're already invested in PlayStation and Microsoft and PC. So I just knew, like, once that happened, like, if you weren't going to, uh, you know, play with everybody else and make all of your games cross-play for multiplayer games, then it's just going to go downhill. That's true. What are you about to say, Ethos? I was going to say, that's crazy. You're telling me that a company needs to invest in its own talent in order for it to succeed instead of trying to billow off of the the back of just like quick hits and stuff like that in order oh, to get no. people to try their platform that's insane hey, yo. That's, hey, crazy. Yo. that's a crazy hey, that's a crazy mm-hmm. thought JC. that's hey, insane hey we, hey, we spend the day Let's that's go. it that's insane oh, all right i'm, oh, I'm done <laughs> i'm dropping the mic we talking, we're talking spicy today oh my lord so yeah google shout out to google stadia you know you, i never thought it was gonna succeed but you know shout out to the, all two people who bought it i think siggy still got the controller they even took it out the box uh at least they're giving refunds but uh to answer your question jay like i remember i read a joke one time well it's not even a joke it's reality but basically google is a um is an ad company that masquerades as a tech company the majority of their profits most people don't know google's profits they come from making ads money off of ads uh and then they take that money and they reinvest it in different things but they're never really they never really put a whole 
both of their feet into everything like there are anomalies like android found success and then maybe like the chromecast you'll have like a, a anomalies but for the most part like you should never really trust google products because the majority of their money comes from ads and that's why it's true like they they produce things and then it shuts down within a year or two later because they never really are truly invested in it like that they don't have a reason to be their search engine youtube it makes them so much money ads all that bullshit so it is what yeah, it is. it's not like this this didn't hurt them like, i i don't think that this even put like a dent in you know their overall uh finances so it's whatever yeah yeah i, I was just gonna chime in i know we were joking earlier and whatnot Google, like you guys said, this isn't going to hurt them. This is not going to hurt their pockets. Google took over took over the world years ago. So financially, this is whatever to them. This is just a, a project that they just didn't care if it failed or not. But for the developers and people that are actually developing games for uh, Stadia, or Stadia, however you want to say it, it is unfortunate because that that's a lot of people that have lost their jobs, potentially, if they were only exclusive to this platform, which is unfortunate. And you never want to see people lose their jobs. And you definitely don't want to see them you know find out via social media like ethos said so that's you know that's messed up that really is and hopefully the people and developers uh, from that can take this as a learning situation as far as like contracts and not concerned hopefully they don't have to give money that they got funded back and just you know hopefully they the people can get paid off but if that part is unfortunate but as far as stadia who really cares I'm, to be honest with you yeah let's talk about yeah. some heartbreaking news that we actually care about skull and bones was delayed this is the new oh. pirate game from ubisoft oh, they released no. a statement saying um <laughs> blah 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 we need more time to make a better experience blah 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 blah, blah. and it'll launch on march 9th 2023 are you guys heartbroken over this yes i know let's move on to the next topic yeah jj can't nah. even speak he's just he's look, he's look, look no aka aka we don't want to battle with god of war we, we messed up on that date maybe oh, yeah like we were saying before nobody wait, knew wait, god wait, of wars wait. release date and maybe it was just a coincidence that they launched around <laughs> the same time and then they thought about it it's like yeah maybe we should move it like <laughs> oh man that's crazy um let me run down so three games got revealed since the last uh podcast i mean we don't have to speak into depth just whatever y'all are interested in a new game called evercore which i believe this one is made by some former ea devs it's kind of like a hybrid of like a mova um uh over the top type of game uh hero action overwatch moba hybrid they're calling it um they have screenshots on the website i don't know if you guys got a chance to look at that i don't know if you care about that wild hearts this is basically a clone of uh what's that giant called uh monster hunter uh the difference is like they're putting an emphasis on being able to build engineering basically building things in front of monsters and using that to kind of change the way that you fight and then ea is reportedly working on an iron man game do any of these uh uh trigger tickle your fancy yeah. iron man possibly but is it anthem eh. well so, that's i was just about to bring i was just gonna bring that up go for it i was for yeah it. i was gonna i was gonna say it'd be really funny if because since ea is publishing this iron man game what if they took the technology the flying technology behind anthem and repurposed it into an iron man game like imagine picking it up and be like this feels really familiar like, <laughs> I feel like it plays this no they should do that i yeah. absolutely said that's the one bet the one of the best things they they did when it, i think it was recent with respawn and anthem we all said it when we played it the flying just felt great it felt really good based off whatever you know mech you had at that time so if they can bring that over to eism iron man and then try to do better with the single player aspect of it i'd be down Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. take uh, what didn't work and what did work and then combine it and hopefully yeah. come out with like a better product 
Uh, oh, and then uh, Resident Evil 4 and Silent Hill 2, they both got remakes announced. The PS5 is officially the home of remakes. Uh, they've got more remakes than actual games. Uh, do you guys care about any of these two games? That 4 look gas. I'm going to play it. I mean, Resident Evil 4 is gas, but I'm just kind of like, we're going on year three of being in, I mean, it's current gen at this point. It's not next gen. I'm just like, eh, I guess I'm going to be honest with you. I, I can't remember playing Resident Evil 4. Like, I played it, but I just don't remember a lot what happened. Because so. you're old. It came I'm, out on the GameCube. Yo, shut up. That was like 20 years ago, dude. Shut up. In fact, let's look up the release I mean, date. Let's see. Resident Evil 4 release date. <laughs> I mean, the, with, age the typing with, with the with all the success of the, the other remakes, yep. it makes oh. sense that they would bring this. And I think a lot of people wanted the Resident Evil 4 remake. So for the people that are like really into Resident Evil, it's cool for the people that don't really know much about it. This is an opportunity for you to play it in modern day times. But for the people that just really don't care, I mean, it's cool. It's whatever. Yeah. All right. I didn't care about Resident Evil 17 I years it. ago. Ooh, I hate him. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on my I campaign. I'm still on my campaign. Well, I'm gonna come out. until they give me Onimusha. Stop well, bringing you, out. JG. I'm gonna play <laughs> bring Resident, Resident Evil, Evil remakes. People are buying them, so I'm gonna be one of those people. They've been going I, down the line. Like crazy. They're gonna go. They're I, gonna go all the way through. Well, it. I, I think no, they're not gonna yeah, be five. Absolutely. So Resident Evil Four is a, five. No, 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 no. Five is like is it, it has mixed. And I said we might get a remake of five. Six. I would be remake. shocked if we got a six remake. <laughs> That's definitely go. The five, five, six. So six six is definitely gonna be an entire remake. They're gonna build the entire game. It's not even gonna be the yeah. same game. Like, Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna completely change that game. Oh, so fix goodness. all those problems. Yeah, Capcom is literally doing just all right. But we're gonna do the, the next Resident Evil, and then we're gonna remake a previous yeah. one. But I, I think five, hundred percent, because like I wasn't, I'm not that crazy about Resident Evil, but I did play Resident Evil two, and I thought it was really good. So I was happy that I played it uh, when I was able to. I've never played Silent play Hill, so I have no affinity in it. Does anybody familiar with Silent Hill? but i know people are excited and some people are like acting like it's going to be terrible so i I, just gamers being gamers i guess yeah true 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 uh so yeah those are like some of the delays and releases and reveals that we've had recently since the last podcast uh with all that foolishness out of the way let's get into the leading conversations the meat and potato of the actual podcast a crap ton of games have released since the last show and guess what when we record the next show it'll probably be even more games that released we have a lot to talk about the first of which i actually did not want to put on the show notes because i wanted to be able to get some more time with it as well as everybody else but jay was like no we gotta talk about it. we gotta talk about it because it's one of the big talks the town uh there's been a lot of drama surrounding that and it's called uh gotham knights this is the new batman universe game that doesn't take place in the arkham universe this is actually a spinoff and it stars the bat family uh red hood Batgirl, um but dick grayson yeah. nightwing um and then robin um and god uh, batman has died this is not a spoiler it's literally the very first cutscene. uh they've been talking about it for years now and basically it's up to them to save gotham it is a two-player co-op game uh it's been it's been getting some very mixed reviews and on top of that right before released it was centered in some drama because the uh first of all first of all this game was supposed to come out on last gen ps4 and xbox one as well as this current gen um but the last gen versions got canceled that was the first piece of drama and they canceled it out of nowhere kind of last minute a couple months ago uh and then literally like a week ago news came out it was rumors that they were hiding the game was going to be locked at 30 fps on the ps5 and the xbox series s uh and then they finally came out and admitted that it would be um and then on top of that when the game launched uh the pc version also had like some performance issues so uh on top of the the mixed reviews the performance issues across all platforms gotham knights has caught itself in the hotbed but on top of that um 
help me get some recommendations i it, it, i'm noticing on youtube there is a small community of people defending this game that really like it um it's it's, it's just a very polarizing game um you're our ho you're not our host but our uh, our guest today uh ace so you got the floor give us your first impressions of gotham knights uh how you feeling about it it's meh to be honest with you if you're a fan of the arkham series and i know that the team behind it said they wanted to get away from it they did but in a terrible way uh, <laughs> uh the city is empty i had the opportunity to play co-op with jg and that was a good experience for the most part it didn't lag that much it was pretty easy to get into a game we both have it on pc um and it's on steam it was pretty easy to join each other's game but honestly the game is just meh I think it came out at the wrong time. Again, we get it. There was a delay earlier. So they kind of, I think their hands were kind of tied. They just had to get it released, but it couldn't have came out at a worse time. Like you said earlier, there's so many games coming out right now. This game will get put on a back burner and we'll just come back around and play it later. Sorry, too many games coming out right now. It's cool. The combat's okay. The skill tree, when you get progressed through the skill tree, um, the combat gets a little bit better, but it's nothing special. And to be honest with you, the Arkham, uh gameplay and combat feels a little bit more smoother um and it feels smoother than this current game and if if it was up to me this game would have came out if it was well polished it would have came out in the summer yeah so yeah. i feel that um i wrote down a bunch of notes already i only got like maybe three or four hours on the game because i was too busy playing an actual good game plague's tale requiem we're going to talk about it later but anyways um yeah i got a few hours on the game and i gotta say uh, this kind of feels like this is the new like it game to pick on like everybody's shitting on it on YouTube because you know how that goes when somebody sees something gets views they're gonna shit on it in my opinion it's not as bad as like people are on the internet are making it out to be like with their pitchforks but I do agree with Ace it is a very meh game a kind of game that you probably could if you really want to play it uh, in my opinion you're playing it for the story and catch it when it's on sale um, it's, it just feels very uninspired um the, yeah the open world is empty i wrote down a bunch of notes actually the the ui is fucking terrible uh going through the menus big ass <laughs> the big ass letters uh it just look it's ugly to look at it's hard to navigate um so one thing that they that's different from the arkham series is they they change the combat there's no more counter button instead they're focusing on the momentum system there's just a dodge uh -huh. button yeah, let me let me finish. I'm going to break it down for people who don't know the difference. So there's no there's no counter in the game. Instead, they have a momentum system and there's a perfect dodge in the game instead of um, countering. So I understood what they were trying to do. They were trying to differentiate themselves from the Arkham series. But no matter what they do, because it's a Batman game, it was going to inevitably going to be compared to Arkham. So in my opinion, they should have just built upon what they already had. But instead, with this new system, it's it's weird because. You can do a perfect dodge in this game, but what makes it bad or weird is it doesn't reward you. If you're gonna put a perfect dodge in the game, make it like platinum games, make it like Bayonetta, where like it should have it should have like slowed down time to let you get into like some extra combos. Like, like there's the only the difference between a dodge and a perfect dodge in this game is you get a whoosh sound effect. Uh and then you can get like an uppercut in, but like it doesn't feel very rewarding. Um, let's see the motorcycle, you're moving like 10 miles an hour. They just put a bunch of anime lines on the side of the screen, but it's moving mad slow swinging around the city is really weird and you don't get the ability to fly around until like late game from my understanding so instead you got to use a grappling hook so it feels really weird because you grapple hook to the top of the building then you press a to jump and then you grapple hook somewhere else it's very clunky very very clunky uh on pc the performance is not as bad compared to console 
um i was able to get 60 for the most part it's just riding around the city when the action picks up you'll it'll start to drop down it's like the 40s I, I i'll give it this much um and this is what i'll be talking about when i say the like the youtubers just be shitting on stuff arkham knight launched in a way way worse uh way worse uh state than this game did arkham knight bricked my fucking pc i got blue screens multiple times yeah this game like you drop frames a little bit but it's very playable at least on pc i can't speak to console but i would say arkham knight uh, people and this kind of goes back to revisionist history people they patch the game and then people play it later and they be like oh this is amazing like nah you don't remember when it first came out uh in terms of performance this is definitely better than arkham knight but um the biggest crime i think is the actual gameplay loop which is funny because it's centered around crimes uh so in this game basically uh a bunch of random shit is just happening around gotham and like it'll just pop up on your map people are committing crimes and you go and you stop the crime and then it'll give you clues and then you, once you get like three or four clues it'll unlock a mission for you right this shit is boring because all the crimes are the same it's like somebody just trying to break into an atm somebody trying to break into a car and you literally get on the roof you do a silent takedown you get a bunch of clues and it's like you got to do that four or five six times in a row before you can unlock an actual mission that matters and like that gameplay loop i was just like eh, this is kind of why can't we just play the fucking story bro like, i was like <laughs> i was like i'm not really feeling this bro just fly and like you had to hope something appears on the map you just riding around and, and swinging around um i feel like i'm talking too much jay you play with ace uh, you can come back to me later what, what, what are your thoughts on gotham knights hey i mean you uh definitely talked about a lot um i think that this game shouldn't have been an rpg um i i don't like the whole aspect of hey i can craft this this new armor or i can craft this new weapon or whatever like i feel like they should have just kept that out of the game like you could still level up and and get new abilities and stuff but i feel like the rpg element of crafting weapons like that should have just not been in the game I, I don't understand that part i think one of the only uh good things about this game is again you all mentioned the story and that's pretty much why i'm still playing it at this point and the uh the customization i think that the uh the the costume that you can get or top notch like they they all look super dope mm -hmm. um but i think it'll literally everything else like uh i think that's probably one of the most annoying things that you uh mentioned already tbh is it's just the uh the combat loop like it's it's just the same things over and over and over like it's it's basically just a gimmick this whole night and day cycle is just a gimmick it sounded cool when they revealed it but once you actually play it it's it's not isn't it's, it doesn't work it's, it's just the same thing over and over and over and you're not really missing anything if you don't do um you know the random crimes and then come back to uh to bail for a year your home base you don't you're not really missing anything so it's just kind of a gimmick that just doesn't execute well once the game came out and you're actually playing it i think also it's like the uh, the lack of attention to detail right because one thing this game does is there's like more emphasis on the detective aspect right which is kind of cool but then like it's it's missing that little bit of love that makes it go above and beyond and an example is i don't know if y'all noticed like when you're doing these random crimes throughout the city right there's a there's an interrogation feature in the game um and you can choose to basically beat the enemy's asses or you can basically beat them up and then grab them and interrogate them and you'll get more clues out of it um but the problem is when you interrogate the random people on the street if you notice every time you'll punch them in the face and they'll be like tell me what you know they will be like all right i'll speak and then he'd be like and then and then like batgirl goes thanks but the dude literally says nothing and then you just so, <laughs> so the reason why that happens and it unless like 
so depending on when you go on the night patrols, and this is something they kind of talk about early on, when you go on night patrols, unless it's within each case in different areas that you go in, because JG and I did it for co-op as well, unless they specifically tell you to interrogate a certain group of criminals, that, that's what's going to happen every single time. And it's annoying, but that's what that they it's meant to be like that. It, it's happening as intended, unless there's a direct initiative to um, to interrogate a different like the freaks or something like that on the street. They're not going to they're just going to be like, oh, thanks. But it never really happens at that point. They shouldn't even give you the option to interrogate unless you need to actually interrogate, because then if not, you're just going to hear nothing afterwards. I think this game, I think this game is especially hard for me to play after I just finished beating Plague's Tale Requiem because like the stealth in this game is so easy and just mindless. As long as you're not like directly in front of the enemy's face, you'll never like the game is too easy. If anybody does pick this up, put it on hard mode because I'm like, eh, this is this doesn't. It's rare that I feel like I'm not, I'm not challenged, but I feel like I'm going through the motions uh, because it's so easy. Um, and then also the game caught a little bit of flack too because literally like three days before this game launched. Uh, the developers announced that since since day one, since this game was launched, uh, announced they they said that it was going to be a two player co-op and people were like, but there's four characters in the game. Why is it not four players? Right. Like three days before this game launched, the developers announced that there's going to be a four player mode coming to the game. Um, it'll be basically tacked on, but, it, but it's not story. You can't play the story mode with your friends in four player co-op. Instead, it's a separate experience. Basically, like they're calling it heroic assault. And for the way they're describing it, it seems like horde mode basically but with four players it'll launch november 29th so a whole month after the game came out um do you guys think that you still will have interest in this trying this four-player co-op when it wants to drop something else <laughs> no no <laughs> that one got in november got a war call of yeah. duty pay a debt of three what <laughs> yeah it's cool. you've been kind of quiet uh ethos did you play gotham no i didn't i haven't had you're not missing to... much uh, yeah. I, that's what i've heard that's what everybody's been telling me i um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember when the game first got revealed and I kind of was like, uh, I got a bad feeling about this one when they kept like saying the announcement, like the not four player co-op and like some of the gameplay. I was kind of like, eh, it looks like meh. Like I, I'm, I'm not really seeing like what's going to make me excited about the game. And then when the developers were talking about the clue stuff and like how you track down leads, I was like, oh, this sounds cool. But it sounds like based off of what you guys have all said, it's kind of like uninspired. It's just you know i really thought they'd do like more like you know what i mean like there'd be more like actual detective work in order for you to like unlock the missions i feel like that's how it would have been better but it sounds like they just got kind of i won't say lazy but you know they got very uh basic and we're just like all right just copy paste do these like just open world missions and that unlocks like what you actually want to do which is the main story missions is, is, do i have that right yeah right it, yeah. it, okay. it yeah. sounds like we're like ragging on the game but like even still I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna call it i'm I, gonna call it flat out shit it's just terribly generic no, it's just mad. I, I think it's the same thing with uh after elden ring came out how like that kind of like set the standard and then mm -hmm. like everything else that came out all these other open world games that came out literally like the month after the month after like horizon the rest of them a lot of them caught fl the similar flack right because everyone was like this is cool like it's not a terrible game but like your open world is kind of meh it's kind of eh you know it doesn't like, really give you it doesn't reward you because the, the city is so empty and it's not really that we're ragging on the game we're providing constructive criticism on why the game's not it doesn't feel great to us it's not a bad it's not an overall bad game like for people that are saying they're online that's you're hating you're, you're going out your way to hate on it but i can understand why some people are just like man it's okay it's not bad but it's also not excellent it's not progressing things forward and they had the opportunity in my opinion with these four players 
play for individual characters to really do something different and make them very unique and make the combat uh even in greater than what you know its predecessor but unfortunately i just think they missed the mark and what's kind of crazy is something we didn't even bring up is the fact that they stopped development on last gen but what good did it do that you got the console version ps5 and x xbox series x and s that can't even get 60 frames per second and then you stopped the last the development from last the last gen for what i would i would what, argue what them do? i would argue them ending development on the last gen that late in the game did nothing but hurt the next gen version because if you really wanted to make a next gen experience you should have just strictly built it for next gen but because the game was built with that in mind it held back the next gen version um i'm gonna gonna tell you what else it is i bet you it's the co-op i bet you the co-op is the reason why the game has so many optimization issues i I think i've seen that as well and that's why the city's empty as well too i think i think like them having to have four players having networking all working all at the same time also as well as like something that's keeping track of all the ai that all the ai has to be networked because that means every player needs to see what the ai is doing all at the same time i bet you like resource wise it just got the game just got too heavy and then on top of that i'm I'm assuming the publisher probably wanted like we need this game to look really good really next gen too ambitious not enough time Mm. not enough time too much too, too much uh uh it's kind of like i i talked i talked about this like last year a couple months ago i i kind of said how i was like all right for like this generation i'm sick of like i'm I'm tired of like games that i really don't want games to come out that are just like we just want to push a visual envelope i was like i don't mind games that don't visually look that impressive but if you make like the gameplay systems really cool like if you advance the ai and you do something new in that department or something else i think i'd enjoy that type of game more than just like a game that just looks like visually like oh my god this this looks crazy next gen so yeah, it seems like that type of thing. Like they they couldn't get it either, right? Like they, they probably pushed the visuals way too far, and that screwed them over in performance. And then you know maybe they had to, you know, re, you know, cut back on gameplay stuff. Uh, also, I heard things about like they basically were like take all the like core mechanics of like like what made Arkham's combat system good, and then strip them out of the game and put them behind a skill tree. Which I don't know why developers do that nowadays. Like they've been doing that for a while with some other games. I don't know why you do that. It's like the game. The, the combat loop like you said tbh it runs really well because all these mechanics are all available to you but when you trip something out of there and you try to hide it behind a skill tree i feel like yeah that's why like things feel clunky it doesn't feel good like, yeah. they should have just given you like counters and stuff like that I've, and i, I, I didn't even put this on the notes but i forgot this was also a conversation like right before the game had launched apparently one of the developers on the team had said that the xbox series s is the reason why the performance is so bad it was holding things back uh and he caught a lot of flack because people were like oh we could do 1440p there's plenty of games that run 60 fps you think there's any truth to that uh ethos um i'm not gonna say he's a liar because uh i i, I don't know like i i don't know the engine they worked on i don't know you know the the rendering maybe like i feel like maybe they built the game kind of like he was um, running on unreal 4 is it really 4 oh, okay. i'm pretty sure uh, that's what threw me off too because i'm like that's an old engine Gotham, yeah like... okay so so this is why i don't think it's unreal 4 if it's 4 then <laughs> I, I'll call foul on them because uh, four has performance. Yeah, it's on. Options, I, I just googled it. It's running on Unreal Four. Yeah. Okay, it looks then like it too. I, look, bro. I <laughs> okay. Then I have to call. I don't know. The, they got some crazy to talk about. I'm speaking for myself only. I've had uh, years of experience, like at least three years of experience inside, three to four years of experience on UE4. There are performance already out of the box. The engine has performance, like. Uh, uh options available to you in engine like dynamic scaling dynamic stuff so like you can change the dynamic resolution of it and uh try to like hit a frame rate target um that stuff like kind of built into the engine you could definitely build that into unreal like epic 
definitely has that capability with its profiler so like uh for them to just like not put a 60 fps option in the consoles i don't know there has to be something that they however they built this game out there must be something in the back end of this game that's just like held together with glue like it, it has to be that's the only way i could logically like answer why they do that why they did the things they did the it's, hard, it's hard to say anything bro it's hard to it's hard to you know I, it's hard because it's like i need to be there and see how they develop the game itself but yeah i i would say happens, this game is for like the most hardcore dc batman fans and pick it up when it's in the bargain is bin. it worth it if you have friends like if you had four friends would it i haven't played co-op so i can't speak to it i heard it's more fun with co-op but i don't know maybe jga's yeah, speak to JG, is it better if you play with a friend like if you had a friend to play with would it be then when you say it's a uh, it's worth picking it up if you just want to play through a batman story or because that's what i'm thinking i'm like in my head i'm like is, if the story's really good right i i think i could suffer through it i think i'd be fine with picking it up but if, if the story comes out and it ends on like a meh note, I'll be like, oh, damn. So story's meh. Gameplay's meh. Performance is meh. Eh? JG? Ace? Eh? I was going to let JG speak. You know, he's sick. Yeah. Uh, well, well, the co-op is fine. Like like JG said, the story is cool. Then playing a co-op, it's it's fine. It's it's cool to play co-op. But I got I to gotta remind you guys that the co-op is only two people. The four-player mode is going to be something completely different. So we're not all going to be around going through Gotham and doing solving cases together. It's going to be like a horde mode type thing when you go through different levels, I believe. But we'll find out more in November when it comes out. Like no, the two players, like, you can actually go around and do cases together and progress. Okay. You can progress the story. For instance, when I sent JG the invite, he joined my story. And then after we were done, he went back to his area, his world. And then it asked him, would you like to skip up to the point of where you were oh. in your previous game? Oh, that's good, at least. Which is okay. good. Or, or would you like to start back where you were before you entered uh, Ace's game? So that aspect is cool. But yeah, I mean, it's cool for the co-op to progress the story, but that's really it. All right, I give him credit for that. That's hard to do. There's usually a lot of these co-op games, you know, that you get sent back to your game and like uh, Dying Light 2 and you lose all the progress that you have. Oh, man. Now that co-op is terrible. That shit was yeah, well, yeah. I think what makes this game so hard to swallow is um, they pull the old bait and switch. The opening the opening scene in the game is probably one of the best in the scene in the game. Oh, it looks good. Because you, you literally, it is not a spoiler. This is the opening scene. You literally start off with Batman fighting Raja Ghoul and Raja kills Batman and it's a fire Ooh. it's like a three to five minute cutscene, and it was fire them motherfuckers was going at it he's like oh this oh. shit about to be lit and then you right. get to the open world it's like eh, it kind of just falls <laughs> flat bro <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you can tell a lot of the production went into that opening cutscene, bro right. um but yeah I, i'd say that it's bargain bin at best uh if, if you skip it I, it's not a, a flat out fuck you for me but if you skip it i wouldn't be mad either sounds like another 343 production damn 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 um next game i wanted to talk about on the list did you play this ace and ethos uh i, I didn't have tale? a chance to no, i didn't have a ethos? chance to yet what what is it plague tale a plague tale I know I have not. All right, well I know you played it. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's All on right. Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. So the next game we're talking about, real brief, is uh, it's called Plague's Tale Requiem. This is a sequel to a game called Plague's Tale Innocence. I've been hearing about this game for a while. It came out like two or three years ago, but I just never. It looked decent, but I never got around to playing it. And I was just bored uh, one day in 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 that office that closed down. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was in between shoots. I was like, eh, let me download something on the Game Pass. It was on the Game Pass for free. It's Innocence is not free anymore. Uh, you have to pay for it. Uh, only Requiem is. 
Um, and I was like, yo, I remember putting it in the group chat. I was like, yo, this Plague's Tale game is like real slept on. This shit is really fire. Uh, it's it's kind of the gist of the story is you play a kid, a girl named Amicia and her brother Hugo. And her brother Hugo was like experimented on and he gets like these powers to gain. He gets these powers to, like control rats. And there's a hold on, bro. Don't spoil. I'm not. Sp- these, are, these are my these, this is like the beginning, bro. This is nothing. Everybody, okay, everybody knows this from the trailer. I'm not going to say nothing like, crazy. All right, um, either. And, and basically the feds is on his ass. By the way, it, this, is, this is from innocence. He's not so I got to play the first game. Uh, the, first the, the first game is only six hours. You don't have to play. If you want to watch a summary on YouTube, you can. But I mean, if you want to play, it's only six hours. Um, but yeah, he gets the power to control rats. Well, let me ask, is the second one like astronomically better than the first one? Absolutely. We're going to get okay. to that. All right. Now, um, what was about to say, yeah, he gets the power to like control rats. The plague is going on. So you're just trying to escape while the feds are trying to get you in a bunch of other stuff. Anyways, uh, Requiem is if, if this was Star Wars, Innocence was the first one. This is Empire Strikes Back. Like they took everything from the first game, which is pretty much just like a straight, like hardcore stealth game. And this one's more of like a stealth action game. But at the same time, it's really difficult. Uh, you get way more control over the rats. Amicia gets way more options in terms of like combat. Um, and the voice acting, the, this is one of the best looking games out right now. If you have Game Pass, you're doing yourself a great disjustice if you do not play this game. This is, I would go as far as a pay, after I beat this, I beat the game. I would say this is the dark horse of 2022. Um, my only real critique is two things. And this is gonna be, it sounds really weird because I don't think I've ever said this about a game. Um, Every chapter, and this is a negative and a positive. Every chapter, there's 17 chapters. Every chapter it introduces a new gameplay mechanic into the game, right? The problem is it doesn't give you the time to master all of them. It forces you to kind of put them all together while all trying to do puzzles. Um, and I wish I would have just had more time to kind of play with each mechanic uh, because each chapter it puts emphasis on that new ability while dabbling a little bit in the past ones. You kind of got to remember them. So I wish they would have slowed down that introduction of that stuff a little bit. And then in the middle of the game from like chapters like i think it was like from like nine to like 11 it was very cutscene heavy kind of metal gear solid ishy like if they would have trimmed a little bit of that fat off i would say this was like a nine out of ten but because i had a couple critiques it's like an eight eight point five this is a really good freaking game that nobody should sleep on very dark um just kind of showing the 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 bad of humanity um while all trying to survive and control the rats and you get to be a savage with a me play the game y'all play the game great stealth is game this as a well multi-platter or is this like an xbox it's an x uh it was a i think it's a time exclusive because it's the, the the first one's on playstation now but i think uh-huh. it's on xbox first um it, it it's real it's real rewarding to the stealth because you see an xbox console like either or i can play it on either yeah um the stealth is like really it's is it it's no joke it but it feels rewarding once you uh actually it gives you yeah, a lot I'm of different stealth, options you know i like stealth games so. yeah if you like if you like splinter cell like this is like your type of your type of game this is not gotham knights type of stealth where like you could be yeah. right in front of somebody and then they'll, they'll be like oh i thought i heard something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like you literally have to hide in corners and like make the right move um and by late game though you get so many different like spells that you can cast uh because she does alchemy um it's it's just trust me it's, it's a fire game either she'll like it yeah. very puzzle heavy just be aware that none of the puzzles oh. were none of the puzzles i beat the game so you already know i would say the puzzles oh. were the puzzles i would say are a good challenge there was nothing that i was stuck on for a super long period of time but like there were i got maybe stuck at like 10 15 minutes at most on, on a couple of them but it, it's it's amazing game one of my favorite games of the year easy it might be top five for me uh you got any take on it jay i mean when i first booted up the game the game is visually impressive like everybody was like wow like the game looks amazing uh people were saying like it kind of reminded them of like a um like an assassin's creed type of backdrop 
um like the in medieval times so i was like okay i, I kind of understand it but like just literally like all the visuals look so dope and you know me you know i'm a terrible stealth person but even i was able to you know survive because of the uh the combat elements that uh that amicia had so uh my you know small time playing like i, I enjoyed it and i want to go back to it it's just so many other games coming out right now but i know that was the one thing that just like really stood out for me like the game just visually looks amazing um but you pretty much hit on you know like all the points and that was the reason why i didn't play the first one um because you know it was just uh like a full-on stealth game and i was like yeah i don't want to play this but then when i saw requiem uh i remember when i saw the previews i was like okay like if they're adding in some uh some you know actual action elements um so that you can get through um you know the the villains and some enemies then i'll play this one and i've been having a good time so far the first couple chapters, it plays like, in a sense, it's more stealth heavy because you're playing as like Amicia. But once Hugo comes back into the picture, her brother, the game turns up when you start getting like rat powers and, and like just being able to get creative with them. Um, I ain't gonna spend too much time on it because like I know it's, it's one of those games like I wish Xbox would promote it better. Because one thing I will say is when I, I streamed the whole playthrough and the whole playthrough, the chat was just like, what games is what this shit is fire? What is what is this? And like, I like I like when people do that. I'm like, yeah, y'all got to do a better job of promoting y'all exclusives because this one, they got they got a heater with this one. Uh, don't sleep on Playstale Requiem. It's free on the game. How, uh, how long was this one? How long did it take you to be? Uh, I think on average, it takes people 15 hours. Uh, okay. Some chapters are longer than others. Some are like short. So like I said, some are very story driven. So you'll see when you get to like the, the second half of the game. Um, definitely play Ethos Ace. Um, the first descendant. Uh, the only person I know who's played this is JG. This is like a new looter shooter from Nexon. You got any hot takes on this? Yeah. Um, this game is Outriders mixed with Destiny 2 mixed with Warframe. And, and it looks like Paragon and Gears together. So like they put all of these games together and it doesn't do anything good. Um, I was playing through the missions like you got a big hub world that you go to. So that's like the Destiny 2 aspect. You have people that you talk to that's like Destiny 2 and Warframe. Um, you have a lot of characters that you can um, well, you have three characters that you can pick and launch um, and then all the other characters you have to make. And that's like Warframe because like you have to get different materials to make the characters and then you have to wait real world time in order to um actually craft the characters so that's definitely warframe right there um going through the missions like hey you gotta um you have to fix some antennas and, and then enemies are gonna come and it's so like that's that's all outriders right there um each character has powers and stuff it's third person so that's the outriders aspect it, it's like all of these games put into one but none of none of the aspect from any of these games make this game any better i feel like that's what they were trying to go towards and i feel like they're just failing on that aspect so um again the game is is uh it hasn't come out yet this is just uh the play test it's supposed to come out next year sometime but for the people that you know like looter shooters or like any of those games i mean you could try it out but uh, just in my opinion i was like I was just like, okay, well, this is that game, this is that game, this is that game, this is that game. But it's just like just my playthrough. I just was not having a good time playing this because it just reminded me of all of the bad things from all of those games. And it was just put together and it's just one mess. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of excited when they first announced it because the trailers made the game look really cool. And then I watched you and Nomad play and I was like, mm, pass. I'm good off that. Uh, and also Nomad, Nomad played it. So I already know it's going to die uh within a couple months after it comes out did anybody else get to play the first ascendant no nope. 
Okay, cool. Uh, one game that Ace got to play, because I don't think anybody else got to play it yet, was the Nintendo Switch's latest game, Mario Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. This is a sequel to the Rabbit's Kingdom joint. It's basically like an XCOM Mario type of game, um, but now there's sparks in it. Ace had a lot to get off his chest about this game. How are you feeling about Sparks of Hope? Would you recommend it to people? Why? Oh, I absolutely would recommend it to people, especially if you had the opportunity to be able to play the first one for the Switch when it came out. I think, what, two, 2018 TVH, when it, the, the original one came Came out it was it we played it at e3 uh a while ago uh actually yes yeah, so it was 2017 wow it's been that long so um with sparks of hope i mean they really just ubisoft so ubisoft milan and ubisoft paris were the ones that develop it and then it was just it was published by ubisoft they pretty much took all the great things from the original game and they went ahead and even made it better in uh the sequel with sparks of hope so now if you're familiar with the mario galaxy series there's a lot of um you know themes that came out of mario galaxy uh for the game but overall just the gameplay itself like tbh said it is a turn-based strategy game so think xcom but mario theme and, and rabbit theme and it just works as far as the combat's concerned this time around instead of it, it focusing on tiles moving the characters or whatnot five six seven tiles they give you the ability to just be able to roam around when you're in battle and you have to strategically based off the character and their unique abilities be able to figure out how to destroy the enemies within a certain amount of terms or whatnot and i think this is really cool and it, it is really fun it is single player but it gives you the ability to be able to explore the planets is like five or six planets or whatnot um at the point where you get about three characters each and they have their own unique abilities but on top of that you get the, the sparks that give you uh unique abilities like there's one spark where if you apply it to mario and he slides into a character you're able to apply electricity to it and just add on and whatnot but it's a really fun game uh i, I like this game a lot and i actually would i'm not done with it yet but i actually would throw it in the game of the year contender because they did a fantastic job with this game and it's fun it really is fun so i recommend you guys try it out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there you have it i don't think anybody else has played sparks of hope right nope yeah nope, i'm interested that's a yes yeah, on the back burner for me. I'm gonna try it eventually, but it's too many. Damn you like the first one though, TB. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played the yeah, first one. I yeah, liked it. I yeah, got it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it, it it's came a out of the back stream time. game. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I get that too. It, it's a good stream game for anybody that's interested in streaming, want to talk to the chat and everything like that, but then also just have like a fun game to kind of just uh, not really turn your brain off because you have to be strategic about it. This is a good game. This is a good game to pick up. Ubisoft deserves his flowers on that one. After all the crap GI gives Ubisoft. They did good with this one. So they got the Mario done. license. It's kind of hard to fuck it up. I'm not going to give them that much credit. Uh, but it, I mean, for this this turn based strategy type thing and how, like the combat and everything like that, they did a really good job on it. Got to give them credit on that. that Maybe that. Mario can save Splinter Cell next. Oh, <laughs> hey, matter of fact, I didn't even put this on notes. I forgot about this. The, uh, the Mario movie trailer dropped. How did I forget about that, bro? How y'all feel about the Mario movie trailer with minus Chris Pratt? Chris, minus, minus Chris. Let's go! Nah, they should have got the Gabagoo guy. Deep fiction, baby. 
I thought it looked good. It looked like a good. The trailer looked good amazing. Movie to me, like oh no, it's cool. gonna be fun. I wasn't it's that hung up on his voice. I like, like really, guys, come on. Like I get it, it could be Everybody better, but like I'm not. <laughs> they, I, just, they, I just don't I, care that much. Like, <laughs> they, they were right to give. They can give constructive criticism. He did. It, he he just sounded like he talking. Like he didn't really change his voice. But here's the here's the here's the thing though. It's 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 not like we're talking about a character that talks a lot, right? Let's keep it real here. Mario says, "Whoa, that's a me." Like he has very simple lines. It's not like he's out here saying full blown uh thesis and shit like that so it's like uh, i get it i get it jack black sounds great as bowser though by the way that's a, that was a good that was a good casting yeah the bowser's insane i just like the yeah, part of the yeah, trailer yeah. the king penguin i was like well, is that the, is that the yeah, penguin yeah, from yeah. mario 64 yep, i was yep. like oh this is lit <laughs> oh yeah it's back for the revenge movie, like everybody was already saying yo can they do a mario and sonic type thing but and i said dear god if they do that that's cool but it better not be olympics it better not i'm gonna be Heated. But overall, though, the trailer looked fire. Go check it out. It looks really good. God, good. Bro, you're already thinking ahead. Yeah, man. Mm -mm. You have any takes? Gotta go fast. It was cool. Bad, bad, bad. Give us your take on Warhaven. This is a new multiplayer medieval kind of conquest game from Nexon. Can you explain it? Yeah, so it's a, another like crossover type of game. So this is like For Honor meets Chivalry. Um, before honor without the rock paper scissors aspect and chivalry because it's 16 on 16 so they have like conquest mode and stuff like that you just it's just like all out mayhem you have like uh five or six different classes like a healer a straight assault um you know a hybrid things like that um the one big difference in this game is they have a meter and if you get that meter all the way up then you can pick one of four different um like i forgot exactly what they call them but they're like 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 super characters or whatever and you could turn into any one of them and uh and it'll help you you know get the momentum for your team in order to get whatever objective so it's a lot of craziness i do like it for that aspect because that's the one thing i didn't like about for honor is i didn't like the rock paper scissors type of uh combat and this one you just you're just going like back and forth and i think it's pretty fun for what it is it's just the whole aspect of is the game actually going to last but I, I think that this one compared to the first descendant um getting a crossover between like for honor and chivalry it actually works for what it is so if you like any of those games i think that you will like this one but it's just gonna be again a matter of um how long this game gonna last as far as like people's attention span Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh we appreciate you on that one only problem is next on so probably gonna be microtransactions out there uh we'll see though i i saw you and nomad play it and once again i just don't know what it is about nomad playing games man i don't know it's just makes me this is no it's not nomad it just didn't look as good as like the trailer i was like eh. i was like i'll pass on that i don't really feel the itch to download did you uh it. did you add that other game they announced uh what game that uh, that one made by the dice devs, the X dice devs. Nah, what's that called? It? Nah, what's it called? Are you talking about uh, the finals? The fi uh, the final. Yeah, the final. Oh, the shooter with all the destruction. Yeah, with the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about I'm that one. Thinking. That game looks cool. I, I heard some people play it. They said it's fire too. They said it was fire. Yeah, I heard some people got access early, but they couldn't say anything or show anything. But no camping in that game. Uh, yeah, definitely no camping. I mean, it looks good. So I'm I'm excited for that one. Again, same thing like yeah. with Jay. I'm terrified. Maybe, of maybe that one will hit. Maybe that yep. one. That one looked really good. It That's a like, Nexon like game? Free. It's published by Nexon, but it's made by, um, I think it's Inverse Studio. Okay, do you remember that uh, back when the Game Awards happened? Do you remember that other game that came out? It was like a co-op third-person game where it was like a bunch of players were trying to fight these big mechs and they were like had jetpacks and stuff. Fortnite? Like Fortnite? 
this guy. No, it was another. <laughs> I've got the name of it, but it's the same studio. It's like two of their projects they were they're working on, and it's made by people who are like they were a part of Dice EA, and they all left. Like a group of them left, and they made this new like studio. Yeah, yeah. So the developer and the publisher says Embark Studio. Yeah, Embark. That's it. Yep, Embark. And look, yeah. this one I think is Nexon, and I think that's the only thing I'm terrified of is like them making terrible monetization choices. But other than that, the gameplay looked fire. It reminded me of BF3 a lot. So. I am so upset. I can't believe I forgot to put this on the podcast notes too. Did y'all yeah. see that um they added um Black Adam to Roblox? Oh my god. Excuse me. Next. What did I do? I just said that oh Next. my god. I'm just trying to talk about No, nah, let me show you the trailer real quick. Just, I'm gonna Next. Link, just go ahead and drop this in the mods. Just show you. But Next. the gameplay looks really good. The gameplay looks really good. I I'm just Next. like anybody who plays Roblox who listens to this. First of all, you're probably a pedo, but second of all, um, <laughs> hey, yo. uh, the rock is yo. now black. Adam is now in Roblox. You can shoot lightning oh, in 360 P if you want to. Uh, okay. All right. Let me, I'm going to run down the list of these games. Cause I don't think anybody played these overwatch two. Did anybody play this? You mean overwatch 1.5? Yeah, 1.3. Uh, oh, my bad. Oh, you, who said yes? JG. I played it. What'd you, what'd you think? It's overwatch one. I didn't see a difference. It's oh five v five. There's five v five. It's one less. Yeah, character. yeah. It's, one it's less one person less experience the mid. Long queues, it's, long queue lines. Forty thousand yeah, people. Long, yeah, yeah. That that's fun. Yeah, I, I, I did not see a difference at all. It's more Overwatch, man. I'm good off of that game. They might play I the just, model one for two campaign. Nope, I'll be playing this week. Don't spoil it for me. Yeah, there's it's too many games coming. Out. I was like, I didn't get to it. What about Marvel Snap? Did anybody play that? Absolutely, I'll beat everybody at it. So, so like, what makes Marvels? Because I got it downloaded, I just haven't gotten around to playing it. I seen Nomad playing it too. I was a little afraid he might kill that. Stop uh, pushing his narrative. It's not no, a narrative. It's, it's a fact. It's, it's a fact. fact. <laughs> but what's I'm it? Sorry. What's it? Got thirty hours on the game already. Chaos. I was like, yo, he said his Jesus. Yeah. Bro. So wait, what? What makes Marvel Snap different from like other card games, Ethos? Um. So it's very simple. So it's not like a hard card game. The main reason why I think it works so good is because uh, some of the people working on it were the same people behind Hearthstone for Blizzard. So they went off. Yeah, they were like, oh, okay, we'll do this. Uh, But the main thing is, is that the thing that the way they mix it up, it's very simple. So basically you have these like three locations on the board and they're like Marvel, like uh, from the comics. They're all like locations that are in the Marvel like universe. So each of these locations can have like a specific effect that happens in that location. And like as the match goes on, it reveals these like the two other locations. So you start, you see one location and then you see two others that are hidden. But as like the the match goes on, it reveals what those things are. So it kind of has like a surprise element. Um, So what your job is basically is you want to like control that location with more with a higher number so each of the like marvel characters you play as has like a number and a play cost and each turn you gain like the resource needed to play like a set card with that resource cost so your job is basically to own two out of the three or basically have the majority of the three zones kind of like a domination and if you do at the end of the sixth round uh you basically win the entire match and that's basically in the nutshell each of the marvel characters like some of them can have special abilities like when you play them they might like you know buff their allies uh they might like assassinate an enemy they might make you discard a card draw a card like all that sort of stuff like card play stuff and the cool part is like usually like 
a lot of the characters like their abilities are actually based off of their like comic book abilities so like for example wolverine right if you end up like discarding him or if he ends up dying he just regenerates basically next round in a new location so he kind of fit you know fits his like ability special ability of like being able to regenerate himself and like magneto's in it uh so like some of the most powerful marvel people there are these like really powerful like in-game cards that some people can get and you can build your own deck and you play against each other it's it's just it's really good it's kind of like i know i'm explaining it it might sound a little confusing but when you like play through the tour you're like oh wow this is actually really simple. sounds fun yeah that's why i think it works it, it, it has marvel ip so i mean like a lot of people have connections to the character cards and then um so far from what i've seen i haven't seen anything that's felt very pay to win in the game like you could pay for like skins of the cards that you buy but the way that you unlock cards is through progression so uh every time you play the game if you win you get this like resource and then you can use that resource to basically level up the cards that you already own and as you level up these cards when you level them up it doesn't level up like the gameplay mechanics so it's not like if uh you level up you have like a level four version of spider-man and i have a level one version it's not like they're, they're different they're still the same it's just visually it does different stuff but as you level up these cards you'll get uh experience points for this like skill like this uh progression and as you level up this like pretty much almost damn near infinite progression um like leveling system you'll unlock new cards by random and then you'll get new cards you'll build your deck you know you can build a certain deck theme you know and so far like i'm really early on like i'm a silver right now in rank but um, a lot of it right what now is nerd. Well, I'm sorry. It only has rank. That's all I can play is rank. Uh, so okay. everybody plays rank basically. Yeah. And so like right now it, it, I, 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 I just think I'm just still like low on the totem pole yet. So I, all I see is people really just building, you know, what the best card power wise that they can put in their deck and then, you know, evening out the, you know, the resources needed to play them. But I feel like, uh, based on the cards, like Blade's in it, uh, Blade has a card and something else. Like, as I think as the as you get bigger, like, in level and you get newer cards, uh, you'll start to, like, actually form, like, actual synergies with your deck that, like, work together and, you know, pop off and do some cool stuff. What would you say is, like, the average playtime for a game in Marvel Snap? Is? Oh, Jesus. Like, less than five minutes? That's what I like to if hear. Fast, yeah. If you're if, if your opponent's slow or taking their time, it might take longer. But I don't think I've ever had a game go past ten minutes, not once. Usually, you just you know real nah, quick. That makes me want to play. play it. Yep, and then that's a you know, play game. a match. Yeah, pretty much. What if you're just waiting for something? Just boom, boom, play a game real quick. Get off. Bet, bet, it's very bet, bet, bet. nice. And Marvel, for those of you unaware, Marvel Snap is available on um on Steam too. It's on PC as well as uh phones. Nice. It's, and it's it's nice. cross progression, right? And crossplay, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming so yeah so there you go and it's free so give it a try if you guys want a new you know card game to check out um moving on to the new side of the podcast um one of the biggest stories since the last podcast is bayonetta 3 is about to launch and right before the launch the voice actor of bayonetta 3 hopped on twitter and released a video where she revealed that um they were only trying to pay her for that she said verbatim they were going to pay her only four thousand dollars for to play the role of bayonetta and bayonetta 3 but then articles came out countering what she was saying reporting that uh actually she was offered three to four thousand dollars per session and i think it was like five sessions um and people did the math and it was like twenty thousand plus dollars so uh basically she lied um what's the name so then it kind of created this whole conversation around first first of all when her video came out the internet kind of just rallied behind her i was like oh how dare them only pay that then and then the conversation shifted to well she lied but then also is twenty thousand enough to play this character uh, i'm curious to hear what's everybody's hot take on on this whole situation ethos i think uh you get you got some good insight on this how you feeling about this uh 
uh, I, I talked, me and Siggy were talking about this last week about when they, like, as in real time when it was happening. Um, it's it's tough because I, I like I don't have the experience of you know being behind like a like a multi million you know dollar game franchise yet, but um, I so like don't get me wrong like I I think it's when it first came out I was like yeah that's really fucked up four thousand like I, even I was surprised by the number because I was like just based off of what I've paid for Samurai Zero sometimes like if I if like calculating budget wise I was like I would have paid <laughs> probably around there for like not just like not one person exclusively but like for like a couple of voice i like that that number would have made sense for like a, maybe an indie or, or like a middle middle like a lower middle like type of like game project i was like okay that that would make more sense um to like to do like for the whole game but like for a triple a i was like yeah that's really insulting i'm not gonna lie to you but then like there was room there's reporting that like Can i play oh, devil's advocate on that one point real quick though uh sure yeah, is is band out of three really a triple a yes 100%. it is it, it is, is absolutely I, I think maybe um and maybe from like a production standpoint but like band is, games is a triple but band has never sold well that and that that's the point i was trying to get it maybe True. that's maybe that's what nintendo was trying to get it like they're True. trying to play business here but you're still nintendo and at the end nintendo, day, nintendo is yeah. bankrolling your game because they're financing the game and so they're paying for this game to get made <laughs> so if you have nintendo behind you i'm pretty sure you don't have your budget's not some small little budget, especially mm-hmm. for another three, especially to get that thing to run on the switch. I highly doubt it's, it's a small budget for that game. Um, so yeah, that, um, then like, there's the whole thing, like what you said, right. That, uh, there was like, I don't know that, um, she was like, it was 4,000. Then it was like, Oh no. Then, it, then, um, people were like trying to throw stuff at Jennifer Hale, which I think was terrible. Cause there was no reason why she had to even need to be involved in that. Cause it's like, what does she have to do? She was that's just, that's the know, woman that they requested uh, recasted, right? That's Fem yes. Shep. So hold on, let me yeah, add, let me let me let me. She's known in a community. Let me add yeah, context for people who haven't heard the story too. She's like a god tier. She's a god tier. Yeah, yeah. So let me add context for people who haven't heard. The, just to add one more thing to the story for the listeners. She got dropped and recasted by Fem Shep, the the other voice actor. So now that's why she they're call, yeah. calling for um for boycott and add one more layer to it. Um, reports came out that not only was she asking for a shit ton of money, but she was asking for royalties on bayonetta as well yeah so she wanted money on all the sales but go ahead yeah and and the thing and this is where i agree with you before that had come out about like the report of the saying that that's not what our sources are telling us what happened um again none of this is like fully confirmed all we know is uh platinum hasn't straight up i don't unless something's been updated and i haven't heard about it i have not heard platinum straight up like show evidence i think they've said like hey this is not to this is not accurate but uh i don't think platinum has shown like any straight up evidence yet but then again the same argument applies to the original va it's like if you (laughs) if this was truly the case and they were going to do this to you uh show the receipt right like show the receipts and like i know you there should be trans there should be like um what's the word email correspondence transaction legal contract yeah the negotiations like there was no there was definitely negotiations and the thing i told siggy before this news had come out that people were like uh the stories aren't adding up was i said siggy i don't know why this doesn't make something doesn't make sense something doesn't smell right simply because if it was true if they were trying to lowball their voice actor why would they go up and get a higher tier voice actor no disrespect to the original but like she's not even close to like from a caliber level of like a like renown and like reputation she's not even like in the same tier as like jennifer hale that's like i said that was like uh that'd be like having like clay thompson and then like you like dumping him off your team and getting like kobe 
that's literally like an equivalent i would say and it's it, it, it doesn't make sense like why would why would why would they pay you uh offer you less and then pick somebody who obviously would cost a lot more but then when you fit in the whole piece of well actually they offered you 4k per session which i think just in my opinion my my opinion for the caliber that she was in for the project she was in i think that's a fair deal i don't think that's terrible. also 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 Wait. also also to give more context that's like a week's worth of work like this is not like because yeah. i feel like if people are taking this story out of context that's not an annual salary that's like four days oh. worth of work it, it, it's four days a lot of vas work differently they don't work like us like like a lot of people that just do like nine to five type thing and it's like they're paid it's like that usually like my experience i've worked with professional vas too a lot of it comes down to session time so you pay for like their like a amount of time for their session and you say all right we'll pay you x amount of dollars so for this session and we'll get into like basically the booth and you'll record what you need to within that time and then we'll discuss like what the things we need recorded from you and if there's anything like we need you to start screaming and doing some like combat stuff then there might be like a premium price you have to pay for that because obviously you know they don't want to straight it can hurt your voice yeah exactly yeah. and that's like that's their golden goose they can't afford to like cause that damage um uh which is a lot of people are very accepting like okay we'll work with you but uh to say that you're gonna get that and then there's gonna be five sessions which makes sense for for a game like bayonetta that like uh takes that long like how long usually they're what like six hour games tbh yeah bayonetta yeah. 2 from what i remember was like, like 14 was hours short. something it's not long it's not it's a decent long list. okay yeah, I, I would say like overall, they probably within five sessions, I don't know how long these sessions would have been. Pretty sure they wouldn't have been super long, but like five sessions, if they're a couple, like an hour, a couple, like not an hour, but like a couple hours, two hours, three hours, four hours. If it's like two hours out long, I'm pretty sure they could get through a majority of her lines by that point. Yeah, according uh, to howlongtobeat.com, Bayonetta 2 is nine hours. Okay, yeah, even shorter. Yeah, so yeah, if Bayonetta 3 is going to follow the same thing, let's say 10 hours, then yeah, that five, four to five sessions with 4K a piece, you know, you're hitting 20K. Again, like you'd get that money potentially, like, okay, if we just say for rest and stuff like that, let's say within the span of like maybe two months, like every week or every other week, you do a session or something like that, or we do every week we run one session. Yeah, you, you'd probably get $20, $20 like in less than two months, uh, which is pretty damn good. Um, but like a lot of things that people have to understand about VAs is, is that they're constantly getting like work more work more work so it's not just like this is the one thing they have to do they usually do a bunch of different jobs like jennifer hale doesn't just do one character she's not just femship from mass Effect. she's a bunch of other characters and uh cartoons you know animations this is how like they get paid like uh pretty much throughout their They're voice actors. work yeah, they're yeah, actors. They they're have actors. to act. An actor doesn't pick one movie, and and like there are maybe one that like hits a, like a breakout, like like Star Wars, right? Like if you got into Star Wars as Mark Hamill, you're pretty set. Like he still went on right. and did other movies, but like right. he he hit the golden goose. But the thing is, Bayonetta is not <laughs> is not a Star Wars. Like it, like you said, Tbh, it doesn't sell as well. It under I think second one undersold like only a million or just under a million. So it doesn't. It's not like a big from a like a sales standpoint. It's not like a. It's juggernaut. a cult classic, but it's not a mainstream yeah. game exactly I, I, so it's insane in my eyes when i heard the rumor that she wanted six figures and then that even i was like that's kind of insane okay. <laughs> that's that's all that's right, kind of right. wild maybe it's, she doesn't know that wild. the only reason bayonetta exists is because nintendo paid to keep it alive because the franchise ain't yeah. supposed to be alive anyway. yeah well i'll say this from my acting first uh like from a point of view i get it when when you want like residuals and everything like that that's fine totally understandable especially if your voice is going to be used and whatnot you've been there since the beginning when it comes to the series whatnot i mean it depends on your contract it depends on your management so if for her if she 
she had an issue on how things went on the first two first two games and she wanted to be able to get a little bit more based on i mean there's a third game so clearly there was some type of success that's when she goes to her management and they talk about it and go over and plus like you guys said she is a voice actress she is an actor so i'm sure she's part of if she's not part of the screen actors guild she is part of some type of union for well, she's voice not actors. That's the thing. i don't think she oh is. okay then that's part, that, of, that's that's part of, but that's a personal problem that's part of her problem yeah, because exactly. her management because her management should they should have gone to platinum directly and be able to try to renegotiate her contract the apparently they even, did that's the thing uh, they they, they so did then, she decided to break nda so that's on she, her so she this is the thing this is where i said it didn't make sense because jennifer hale is a union <laughs> a union yeah. backed voice yeah. actor yeah. so it wouldn't yeah. make sense if, if they were so if she tried to make this whole like uh this is why i, I hate to say it, like i feel like she's not being 100 truthful because if she was trying to make this whole argument that like oh they're picking on me because i'm not union uh you know like like or uh because you know they they they, they can cut me out of this because i'm not a union and da 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 obviously in your union you have more protections and you can fight for better pricing right exactly so yes you why can. would you go to literally the gods here why would you go to ready to choose like the top cream of the crop you go to jennifer hale who's in a union like one of the biggest voice acting union why would you go to that and then and like and you know it, it just doesn't make sense none of it it doesn't add up as much yeah. as i want to give her the benefit of the doubt it's like the whole trust but verify thing like the verification isn't the one plus one is not equaling two for you like and i feel like she has to either I, i'm not gonna say she's a liar i don't i would, don't, I would never want to do that without like you know without pure like you know something more evidence because we just don't have it but i would right. say right now like it's not it's not adding up you know what i'm saying like you know yeah. what you're saying and what you're what, what you're not showing us your audio ain't matching your visuals like, yeah your audio ain't matching your vision yeah so exactly and it's unfortunate yeah and it's unfortunate too because i feel for her and she feels like she's being underpaid there's certain ways and things that you can be able to do and hey if that didn't work and what is unfortunate then hey you take a step forward i i say that she's right to speak up on how she feels but where she's wrong and where she messed up if if it's alleged that she did yeah. lie on her number. session per session the number she's wrong on that but then she's also wrong to ask fans to boycott, to boycott the game it. because what what does that have to do with jennifer hale and the rest of the people that help create the game that's not right on her to ask people to do that because if she got mistreated i understand and i feel for her and she should take that up with the right people and do all that but that doesn't mean that you try to affect the other people's pockets there's ways that you can go about it and the fact that she broke her nda i'm sure she has an nda she signed a contract on what people what the uh potentially she was going to get paid the fact that she broke it and she's not part of a union it's gonna be very tough for her to come back from this i'm gonna go ahead and give the tough. uh the asshole hot take here uh go for it for people who don't <laughs> not only did bayonetta not sell well don't get me wrong bayonetta 2 is one of my favorite games of all time it's but I, I can recognize that it did not sell well it's a cult classic it's not a mainstream game but then on top of that what people people who've never people who play bayonetta and I, i'm confident in saying probably about 95 percent of the bayonetta community we play the game for the gameplay. Nobody plays that shit for the story. Uh, so she's fighting an uphill battle on top of that because I'm going to tell you, I, if you lined up 10 Bayonetta fans, I guarantee you eight of them couldn't tell you what the story is. I can't tell you. Uh, people like Bayonetta as the character because she's fucking cool. The combos you could do and she's sexy, bro. Even the women that I know that love Bayonetta, they just like it because she's sexy, bro. But ask somebody what Bayonetta, I cannot tell you what the fuck that game is about. Uh, so like she's fighting an uphill battle as the voice actor because I don't think people have that fixation and affinity with the character and then on top of that the articles coming out kind of countering what she was saying uh 
her audio ain't matching the visuals, bro. It's one of those things that's like, it's, I feel like this is a case of, uh, you, you gotta pick your battles. You gotta pick your battles. Uh, I don't yeah. know if this is the best one. Uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. Jay Quiet, Jay Quiet, any hot takes on Bayonetta? Um, prayers to all those involved. There you go. <laughs> this man, it sound like a true Southern gentleman, though. That's crazy. You've been in Orlando Boston a prayers. long time. Uh, I'm still, I still will be streaming Bayonetta 3 when it comes out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't say that I'm gonna. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been waiting since the Wii U. Uh, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not boycotting. I'm sorry, I'm not boycotting. Yeah, I'm not boycotting that. Uh, it, the way she did it was wrong anyway. Like, no, it is what it is. Um, will you guys be boycotting Sony? Um, Sony says that their customer service is only for Sony ponies. Now, that's not exactly what they said. I, mean, I play like, games, I so I ain't got worried about it. I got priority. So, your games. it's been revealed that customer <laughs> service will be given priority to people part of Sony's PlayStation Stars program, which is a premium paid experience. Um, you'll get priority on customer support. Not regular, regular customers will get customer support, but if you're part of the PlayStation Stars program, you'll get priority. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? It was it got a lot of a lot of flack online. <laughs> it's the same for the consoles. If you because you remember when you, the digital lines were going around for the for the current gen, we're not saying next gen anymore for the PS5s. You can link your uh, PSN, and based off that, you might get a potential email. So <laughs> play your games. <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's just funny. Who cares? This, it's funny. this is one of those things. I'm like, why is the internet so mad? And, he, and here's the reason why I say, <laughs> exactly. okay, PlayStation Stars people will get um premium access to customer service my question is how how often are you niggas calling into customer service about your playstation <laughs> right <laughs> right like clear that dust and roaches out your playstation bro is it, there's nothing wrong with it you just need to clean it like people just getting mad about anything i'm like what how often are y'all calling customer service i don't get it yeah i would think that would be a problem if you have to constantly call customer service right so read but at the at the same time like if you are only playing your PlayStation and you've invested that much time, then I guess you would need priority. So that's why I think that mm. it would make sense. It's nothing to get upset about. Right. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, make sure to get that premium customer support for that uh, Samurai Zero. Um, PlayStation boss Yoshida, he said that he does not believe that subscription services are the future, but premium releases are um basically the gist of what he was saying in this article is that he doesn't believe in releasing kind of like their triple a games on their playstation plus tier things or whatever because mm -hmm. he wants to focus more on just releasing premium experiences he thinks it waters everything down when you put it a part of like the subscription server like what do y'all think about the Oh, so Sony's going to continue fighting this, huh? This is the second time they take the same bullshit to me. Did y'all read the These niggas mad, bro. I read that. I'm like, what is this dude talking about? Yeah, he's tight. He's tight. He's tight. He's about to lose Call of Duty. That's what that is. That's all that comes from. They're talking about that again. They still talk about that. This is why competition is good. You do not have to like Xbox, but what Xbox is doing is making Sony salty, and at some point, they're gonna have to give him because everybody i don't say everybody but most people agree that playstation plus new tiers is trash bro we don't want to play fucking ape escape and silent uh, siphon filter bro we want to play god of war ragnarok on the subscription service also sony is the company doesn't have anything to do really that much with the development that's sony santa monica or whoever or insomniac those are the studios unless they actually own right. the studio that's different so to say oh we're focused on premium experiences if, if if it was on the past it would still be premium what the fuck are you talking about bro exactly they just so talk 
they still want people to pay seventy dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it on the game. We put it on PC, guys. They're just talking. They're just talking. We put it on PC, so we, we gave you so that. They make a Bloodborne remake. I want them to suffer every year. I want Xbox to do that. So they do. Oh, speaking of that, you know, just just a quick segue. Uh, this came out like uh, like thirty minutes ago. Apparently, Sony put out a uh, like the Sony Twitter. They put out a picture and they said, "What?" Uh, they did like a, a huge zoom in. They said, "What is this game?" And people quickly it's found Bloodborne. out that it was Bloodborne, yeah. and then they deleted it. Deleted it? Yeah. It ain't yep. Mm -hmm. So Don't everybody was like, around. "Everybody was like, what the fuck, Sony? Like, why are you doing this?" Because I never play you want a Bloodborne reveal. I will never play that game until it runs 60 FPS or higher. No, thank That's you. Facts. That's facts. Same. Same here. Same. Yeah, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't mad at you for that. I'm not playing with them frame stutters. Uh -uh. I'm not going to torture myself. Like but that. yeah, going, going back to this, bro. Sony is so, so fucking pissed about this, uh, this Call of Duty stuff. And next year, this deal actually goes through with Activision Blizzard. It's going to go Sony, through. Sony is going to have to try to, they're going to have to try to come out with their own FPS because have you, I don't have think you read finally? Have you read some of the arguments they've tried to give to the regulators about why it's not fair and it's, and it's uh, not what they say. Dog, they are <laughs> acting great. like dog. I, I honestly, it's the most fascinating, just like like a business like dribble I've ever like read. Um, so basically, they made the argument and said that Xbox would basically. Uh, so Xbox made a deal. Remember, like Phil was like, "All right, bro, I'll make y'all a deal for the next when we take this shit from y'all for the at least the next three Call of Duties, we'll still make sure it's still on PlayStation. Like, we'll we'll still guarantee it's still on PlayStation." And then it was like, "That's not fair. We wouldn't have enough time to build competition." So not only were a lot of people pissed at them for that, saying that like, "Wow." That kind of shows that you have no faith in your own current developer studios that you believe that none of them can produce something as quality as Call of Duty of all things. Like as if none of their things else. So here's the crazy thing. There was a rumor that happened that there was supposed to be a state of play that was supposed to happen in uh, October, the week before. That was the thing that we just saw with like Final Fantasy and stuff. It was supposedly supposed to come out earlier, like I think October the 20th and so about three days ago and it never came out that day and this is just all rumor so it could be live but the re the source has been reliable a couple times they said the reason why was because sony was a little bit scared that the games that they were going to show during that release date because they have final fantasy that's exclusive they locked that exclusive uh down to their console that they had so many of these games that were console exclusives that, or time exclusives on their console that they were going to be that they thought that it would just give microsoft more ammo to say that it's oh it's fair competition because look at them taking all these games as exclusive and now they're showing it to the few the base and then they could just literally pull up the comics and the positive reception to it and just be like look at this like their fans are happy about this and none of this has right. to do with call of duty so why why are you complaining about this and it's i i say it so many times on twitter it's so hypocritical to me yes xbox had time exclusives too i get that there's nothing i i totally understand that that's not the argument the argument is to say that microsoft wasn't crying when they were getting the shit kicked out in the last gen they weren't crying about oh sony exclusive final fantasy 7 they have still cucked microsoft of using final fantasy 7 for <laughs> yes, how have. many years has it been like it's been, it's been years almost five six years and i guarantee they probably keep redoing the con or re-updating re-upping the contract like, like a damn ball player not saying no you ain't going nowhere and they're not gonna let uh xbox get their hands on it they finally let go of persona and i think what's gonna happen here is uh it's wild to me that they did the same thing to call of duty like uh even modern warfare 2 has exclusive content only available on playstation 5 you can't play it on pc uh like the only operator skin and a bunch of content so they're already being hypocrites 
like right now, <laughs> this week. And then in 2019, they took an entire, they were like, uh, there's an entire game mode that, remember that survival game mode? It was exclusive on PlayStation for the whole year when it came out. No other platform could play that entire game mode. And what's wild is they told Brazil, they were like, the only way we would allow Xbox to put uh, Call of Duty on the Game Pass is they would have to promise us that the Xbox version wouldn't have uh, better like uh, graphical options or look better. So console parity. And then they also said that it would also not be able to have different content than the PlayStation version. And I was like, bro, how, how stupid? Like, I don't know how like, how terrible can you be to like literally do that exact same thing to Microsoft and then be like uh, playing the victim basically now, now that like the shoe's about to be flipped. It's just insane to me. Truly yeah. tragic. Truly Tony's tragic. You live long enough to become the villain, guys. You live long enough. Remember we said that shit? Remember we said that shit? Mm -hmm. When they didn't mm -hmm. let us into that, uh, <laughs> and we said, yo, Sony's a bunch of villains. We called it years ago. Uh, speaking of villains, uh, according to reports, the, the kid that's been accused of allegedly hacking uh rock star leaking grand theft auto 6 has been found uh basically he's a kid based out of london or somewhere in england i think it says london in here uh he's part of a hacking group they say known as last puss what is that doing for you guys <laughs> hello <laughs> up. Grow up. no l-a-s-p-u-s-s -S, and they spell the s's with dollar signs last puss i'm being dead All ass right. serious well well they deserve to get thrown under the jail for that and re releasing stuff like that and getting six figures to the source code because you know how dangerous that is and like what they have to do for it to potentially uh move forward i mean you're gonna get into it but yeah yeah, apparently he's 17. He appeared in Specialist Youth Court in London. Um, he's been accused of hacking Rockstar, Uber, um, uh, Microsoft, Samsung, NVIDIA, a bunch of like big tech companies. Um, and allegedly, uh, he was accused of holding them for ransom by hacking their systems and leaking info. Um, I, I think what's crazy about this story is how quickly they found this kid. Uh, I'm not surprised. It's Rockstar. We yeah, know yeah, yeah, But hold on, man. Okay. So this story is just now. interesting to me because there's so much evil shit going on in the world. And this dad leaks a video game and the FBI went across the pond and got his ass. And now he's in court. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not trying to justify what he did. I was just yeah. I just like, uh, okay, over Grand Theft Auto 6. Got bigger fish to fry. Uh, so what do you guys think is going to happen to him, bro? It's a, it's a serious thing. I mean, if he's lucky, Rockstar will hire him because that's usually what happens. Yes. Mm. Or the government. Or the government. Yeah, or the government. But since he's he's from London, uh, they, yeah, they yeah they would work for his their government then I guess. Give me MI sixteen. He would be something. I mean, hey, I think that he needs the correction. He needs to know the the consequences of his actions. But it's clear this kid is very, and his group is very intelligent. You you just can't hack a multi million dollar company like that. That because that's a fault on cybersecurity for the IT groups that own Rockstar and everybody that's involved. So clearly, the kid has some skills, but he needs to be able to know the error of his ways. And he, if he can be able to actually truly learn from this, it could be a lesson learned, and then he can get a job from it and do better and do great things with his talent because he clearly has talent. This is funny though, because going back to what TVA said. Why did it take Rockstar for for them to go over the edge? If they if they hacked yeah, Uber, Microsoft, Cisco, Samsung, Nvidia, and Okta, why was it why was it Rockstar? 
because Rockstar don't play no games, bro. They were like, yo, you leaked. Because come on now. I would the, imagine the hacking Uber 5, is far more dangerous than ha- hacking GTA 6. I, 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 get, I, get, I get it. But bro, what made Cisco. more? Well, I mean, what what do you think made more though? Seriously, if you look at everything like that, GTA Rockstar was like, nah, bruh. Because GTA 5 is still making tons and nah, tons bro. of I really money. want to put this in perspective. Like, if this man alleged, this kid allegedly actually hacked Uber, this man could have hacked into Uber's app and fucked That's up awesome. every driver's GPS, have everybody going across the goddamn globe, getting into car accidents and shit, getting lost, running out of gas. But then they drew the line at, oh, whoa, you just told the world it's going to be in Miami? No, no, Grand Theft Auto Six. We gotta get him the fuck out of here, bro. Like what? Priorities, priorities, right? Video games. That's a watchdog shit. He was on, bro. This is wild. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. absolutely. Just goes to show you the priorities of the world, man. It's goofy as hell, man. Yes, sir. Um, I still need y'all to hack Navi, and, bro. Just hack Navi and nail that. Allegedly, two loans. Allegedly, of course. Yeah, do it. We're not getting allegedly. blamed if something happened. Uh, not allegedly. Do that shit. <laughs> Anarchy. Johnny <laughs> um, Silverhand, that shit, bro. You know who's trying to stop hackers? Modern Warfare 2. Uh, they're going to be requiring. You like that segue, by the way? You like that segue? Yeah. That was, a, that was yeah, at least yeah, like, yeah, yeah, out of Years of experience. Come on, Let's man. go. Come on, man. I uh, can't believe I lost my job. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 is now going to be requiring the new one is going to be requiring phone numbers in order to access the multiplayer. Um, they want to prevent hackers. So basically, they're trying to tie a phone number IP address to your account. So if you're on some bullshit, they know exactly who to block. So you cannot get back on there. And they already made it clear that burner phone numbers are not going to work. So you cannot use a Google voice phone number or like a burner phone. I don't know how they're going to track that, but you are going to be required. And I think this is going to become a trend in gaming because um, I first seen this um, a few months ago with that game, um, Super People. It's basically like PUBG, but with superpowers. People were like, oh, you check out Super Super People. So I downloaded it and I tried to play it on stream. And then when I booted it up, it asked for my phone number. I said, oh, fuck no. Because that game, I think the developers are like from like China. I was like, nah, y'all can't, y'all cannot get my phone number, bro. CCP is not fun to get my info. Uh, so I was like, I was like, I uninstalled that shit. That was the quickest uninstall ever. Uh, I, I guess I'm more comfortable with Activision, but then even still, like, I don't know. Y'all think this is actually going to stop hackers and cheaters and shit? Yes and no. I, I I get the practice, and I think the practice is. I think they're trying to do some stuff in the right direction, but we'll see how bad is how much it stops hack, hackers when Warzone Two comes out, where it, that's a cesspool of hackers. So I think they have their mind in the right place, though. But I don't know how well the execution is going to be. Yeah, I would be shocked if they stopped it uh, because when the beta was going on, um, there was a hacker that already announced that he had he's working on a hack and he's almost done with it. It'll be ready for sale by the time the game comes out. And he actually showed like a working demo in the video. The, the clip went viral and I was like, oh, my God, bro. Uh, so just be prepared for people to uh, snap to you, which, by the way, Overwatch is being run by hackers, too. I've seen clips on uh, Twitter of uh, hackers just snapping the people in Overwatch, too. So, I mean, uh, it's out there. Uh, they claim they got a new cheat system for Modern Warfare 2. They say it's the most advanced thing ever. But I mean, as a salesman, as a, that's what you're supposed to do. Seeing is believing for me. Uh, but just don't be shocked when Modern Warfare 2 drops chat and it asks for your your phone number because it is going to ask for it. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, will Samurai Zero be requiring a phone number, uh, Ethos? No comment at this time. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, could we talk a little bit about this Sonic Frontiers combat trailer? Uh, Let's go. Sonic Frontiers dropped a new trailer that focused on combat. It's like three, four minutes long. I personally didn't really care about it that much, but Ace just hit me up via DM. And he was like, bro, I just got this burning desire to talk about Sonic Frontier. Did I, I you did, see I, the new I, trailer? I, I, I did not yeah, say I'll that. I'll be back. I mean, I can, I can read the messages if you want. What's the name? He's just like, I got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. All right. <laughs> so your Sonic tattoo is glowing. New trailer, combat. What? How are uh, you feeling about Sonic Frontier? Again, I just think, and this is not necessarily a shot at IGN. This is more a shot at Sega themselves directly. I think that the rollout for Sonic Frontiers has been absolutely terrible and the initial rollout was really bad and it got it turned a lot of people away the people that are even thinking hey maybe a sonic in 2022 might work not just for movies but for a video game so the rollout's been terrible but after how the terrible rollout went out we've actually got some really great things seeing out in the open from sega when it comes to the gameplay from the combat from the more of the immersed world of sonic and what is to come when this game comes out which is going to be relatively soon and i just think that it's very unfortunate because sega doing sega things continues to push away people that might be interested in this game now the combat that came out for sonic frontiers goes a little bit more in detail of what to expect from sonic now this isn't going to be your typical go across the screen sonic game you're going to have a skill tree which is very new and you're going to be able to have different abilities that you're going to be able to acquire that's going to make your your combat and gameplay with sonic frontiers very unique to how you play um and how you decide to upgrade sonic and it's going to help you to be able to traverse the world so it's going to be a lot of great things from like games of like sonic unleash um when it comes to sonic adventure one and two um and you, you know you're gonna you know you're gonna be able to go somewhat fast but then this is going to be something that's different from sonic and this is a new direction that sega is trying to go in and at this point when it comes to sonic frontiers and sega in general this is a make or break the sonic franchise in my opinion if this game doesn't do well that's it either you go back and you do games like sonic mania or and which is fan made by the way or you just let sonic go do movies that's it so all I, really I disagree. As long as the movies, the movie sells well, they're gonna keep making games. Well, what are you talking uh, about? But why? Why make games so you can get games like Sonic Fire and Ice or Sonic Boom, which is absolutely atrocious? No, because I'm saying the source material will always lead the um the movies. Like the people who watch the movies are are casual fans, but like the hardcore, you always have to maintain the hardcore fan base. If you lose your core, they don't. They don't care about apart. the. They don't. But they don't care about the fan base. They haven't cared for us for years. That's why we got talk it. about it. Ace, let it out. You got a lot of hurt. Come on, talk about it. Nah, I got a lot of hurt from Capcom and Mega Man, but that's a different story. Uh, but it's just one of those things. It's just I do not feel like. I mean, this is a make or break Sonic the Hedgehog video game wise for me because unless you're gonna go back and do stuff like Sonic Mania, which was a fan made game. I mean, they got a fan that was you know a huge fan of the Sonic series to be able to. Come and helped them with their game and it was a huge success i mean i think even you tbh as much crap as you talk about sonic you got to say sonic mania was a fun game it was much better no, it wasn't. than to say okay all right i've been right. on no i don't i don't like sonic mania i said the music's fire in it but i don't okay. like Sonic. all right mania. all right well i knew you i knew you i, knew you I didn't like the level like. design in that game 
Okay, well, I'm being dead ass serious. I, by the way, I, I'm not I, a fan I, of I, I know, I know, I know. You're you're not you're not an ally. I knew it. But I just think that uh, Son, this, this man is really a Sonic. <laughs> that was like the most Sonic shit I've ever. You're not a Sonic ally. <laughs> what the? All right, Deviant Art Ace. <laughs> if they don't, I feel like if they don't get right by this game, I just I just feel like it's gonna it's gonna look crazy from them to continue to make Sonic games. I get your point though, as far especially because the movies are hitting. That's one thing they they got right. They got the movie right, and it works very well. And now they got a Netflix show coming out and everything along those lines. So I'm sure that's only going to add more to it. So I'm really looking forward to Sonic Frontiers. I think it's going to be a different take on Sonic. And I mean, we only you only get to see until you put you, get your hands on it. So hey, hey, shout out to Sega. It is looking better though. I think the last Sonic game I genuinely enjoyed was Sonic Generations. Uh, that was fire. Front Frontiers is looking better the more that they show it. It might be the first uh, Sonic game to come back from a three-one lead because. IGN was in the lead with those bullshit ass trailers they was dropping, but the stuff Sega's been dropping has been much better. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Don't I hope Sega learns to not get I, I, I partially blame IGN, but I also blame a lot on Sega because Sega was the one that said, Yeah, go ahead and use that for the world premiere. That shouldn't have been a world premiere. It was that was a terrible world premiere. I'm sorry. After that Cuphead gameplay, like IGN should be not be getting any world exclusives in terms of like breaking gameplay. They, oh, we, they, they don't know how to use the A button to jump. What the fuck? Facts uh but it is what it is it is what it is um nine titanfall maps are rumored to be coming to apex uh some data miners data mined apex's source code and they found that there were code for different uh titanfall maps that'll be playable in apex uh is this enough for you ethos as a fan of the apex universe bullshit out of here i'm trying to talk about the apex universe no fuck out of here the apex universe no fuck that shit (laughs) i say that as i sit next to a titanfall helmet (laughs) fuck that game uh i I personally don't really care about this i just want titanfall 3 Uh, yeah i feel like apex is kind of like i still hop on it and play it like i enjoy it here and there but like it kind of ran its course for me it's starting to feel like been three going on four years now pissing me off with this bullshit bro what a fucking nerd it took you long enough fucking tired. me getting tired of it yeah, yeah. took you long enough wait did you just beat like the eighth yakuza game in a row what are you oh talking about you how are you gonna tell me about what i should be tired <laughs> of these are different you, games no they're not bro the story's tell, different the gameplay is the those. same tell them this this nigga ain't play one fucking yakuza he talking about their they're the same game gang makers i don't hear that shit <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, yo, cut the vote. I cut it. Yo. Oh, I hear that shit. Let's talk about the Logitech handheld. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Logitech. They, uh, it was rumored they were coming out with a handheld and it's revealed it's real. It's called the Logitech G Cloud Gaming Handheld. It launches this month. Uh, it comes out for, it actually came out on the 18th. It launches at $350. Uh, it has NVIDIA streaming service on there. You can use the Xbox Cloud Gaming streaming, the Game Pass, basically. Uh, and then it runs, um, Android games as well, as well as you can watch like, YouTube and stuff. Uh, 1080p, 60 frames per second, $350. You guys think this is uh, worth the money? Like design? No. no, but people are gonna buy it. Are people gonna buy this? The stunt? Yes. Absolutely. You just get a, I read, just get a Steam Deck at that point, because then you can run the games natively off the hardware. This is just purely streaming. $350 to stream Xbox cloud games. You can do that on your phone with an Xbox controller. That's also facts. Uh, yeah, I feel like this was an attempt at a cash grab, and they should have made the price cheaper if this was going to be just a just a streaming device, because the Steam Deck is a much better device. It does much more. 
Yeah, it should have been like a hundred dollars. It can play Android games as well as like stream AAA games with the various like cloud services. Then I would have been like, okay, if I have a kid and they don't want a, a Steam Deck or I don't want to buy them that because I feel like that's too much or like they don't want to switch, this might be a viable option because there are a lot of quality mobile games. You know, play a little Marvel Snap, a little you know plague's tale with the game pass stream it but 350 dollars to play something that doesn't work unless you're at home or at panera bread i'm good off of that that uh, uh you picking this up you got steam deck ethos uh what was it again logitech g the handheld 350 dollars stream 12 no. hours battery life hell no that rip off i'm good i got a steam deck okay okay well it's nice to see logitech is at least trying something different as well as elgato they're all just trying different products and just trying to get out there um i guess that's all i got at the gaming news moving into the social justice warrior section of the podcast jg's favorite section um one of the biggest stories that's come out since the last podcast is twitchcon one of the stinkiest places on earth twitchcon is a large gathering where discord kittens get together and they talk about they romanticize a bunch of irrelevant shit uh but one of the biggest things that happened during twitchcon was there was a ball pit um and they got to play like a little gladiator game where you know one person stands on a platform the other one stands on the platform and they hit each other but the problem is when they would hit each other and they fall into the the ball pit uh apparently it wasn't much padding because people were falling on the concrete ground one lady broke her back another one dislocated her knee another one like hurt their arm or whatever i mean now people are talking about possibly twitch being in trouble what happened jg what caused the TwitchCon ball pit scandal uh these dumbasses signed an nda and they got hurt that's what happened. I heard NDAs don't protect ne- negligence, though. Yeah, they were definitely negligent. Waivers, I mean. But I, I bet I bet you they I bet you they still got passed because of the waiver. You had to sign it in order to, in order to participate. You know, you want to hear something funny, too, about um that, that whole situation? I have a connection to it. So uh, there was like a 50-50 chance that I was supposed to go to TwitchCon. And that thing that happened at the ball pit, I was supposed to be involved with that. It was I, I got offered a... um like a sponsored gig like working that little booth right there and like supposedly i would have been playing in that damn i could have fucking dislocated my damn knee basically if i were trying to to get all of us they were trying to get all of us in there they're trying to get the podcast crew in that and but they weren't well at least for us that you may it may have been something different but for us they weren't paying and and uh and aaron was pissed about that he was like what the fuck like we're not going to that it's not even worth it and then once i found out i was like oh this is that event i was like bowl. oh hell no nah, we would we wouldn't go go to that god's plan god's plan he protect yeah me. exactly exactly i can't do this on my own there's a lot of bunch of other foolishness that happened but i didn't want to put that on the notes like i'm not really trying to go down that path um what's the you name want, you want them to attack you on twitter go nah, for it nah, yeah i'm good off of that <laughs> i don't know if we talked about this last podcast did we talk about the youtuber that got exposed for leak of the new assassin's creed Probably not. I'm not sure. I feel like we didn't. Just in case, let me let me you know share the story for those who haven't heard. So Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage, that's the new one that got announced. It leaked like a few days before with all the like the details, and there was a YouTuber that was the one that was leaking it. And the way he got exposed was he was on his um, burner account, 
um tweeting about all the things that he knew about it because i guess he got to play the game early um and then he was retweeting everything that he was saying from the burner account and people put two and two together and they accused him of being the one that was leaking privileged information breaking nda uh and then he admitted it in a video and he basically put out a tweet saying i didn't know i couldn't do that and then he also said oh i want to take some time away to think about my actions and he like apologized um so do you guys think he's actually sorry what does this mean for the creator economy <laughs> no he's not sorry well, he's he's sorry he got caught yep oh my goodness you know the crazy you part is no come on now and ubisoft is pretty straightforward with their ndas we've all looked at them before when we've had opportunities they directly tell you don't talk about this this is what you can talk about this is what you can't talk about he did it for likes he did it for clicks he thought oh i'm gonna get big of it he risked his entire quote-unquote gaming career with other potential companies by doing this because now no one's going to give him hands-on work oh yeah he's done he's black he's, he's blackballed i see pr people on yep. my twitter all the time I all the time joking about that be like it's funny how creators don't know that like yo you fuck one of us over we all talk to each other like you're gonna get blackballed by the entire industry um and i think what's especially funny about this is this man risked his entire career for the new assassin's creed i think a new one comes out it's like call of duty bro like a new one comes out every other year like what the fuck bro it ain't ain't even that serious right like come on at least leak some good shit nigga (laughs) to to quote the great offset they do what they for clout they do it they for clout that's fucking crazy uh, uh, that's ridiculous but yeah it's exactly like he just he just said that he got caught you know you got to put out the apology video right you got to cry and you know put on put on the, the sad face and take and off the, the glasses let him yeah. know you're really serious yeah yeah one night so he he's done yeah um ethos you gonna you gonna let him play samurai zero though you gonna let him get <laughs> some access make him sign idea yeah man he'll, he'll be he'll be good he's not gonna leak anything he's not gonna leak nothing maybe i can sue him put him under a contract before i do it oh my god there you go that's what i'm talking about <laughs> get some money that's oh, crazy man. though that man made a burner account and just retweeting himself like nobody was gonna notice like why would you want to retweet yourself from a burner account like people were following that burner account too like what it was just the timing on stuff i think that's why people figured it out because he would tweet it and then instantly switch accounts and retweet it and it's like bro how are you instantly getting this info he was he was he was was feeling himself he was feeling himself gotta be ain't no way it is what it is man that is the internet do you guys have anything else you want to add to the show before we wrap this one up that i forgot about Nah, because the nah. other stuff we could potentially talk about is a little too controversial. I know you're trying to stay away from it. So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Nah, I'm good off yeah, that, that conversation. Yeah. Ethos? Nope. All right, cool. Well, um, you are our guest, uh, Ace. So you got the show floor. What's your closing statement for Gaming Illuminati episode 134? Go. Uh, just appreciate you guys for having me through. It felt good just talking with you guys about games and everything like that. Feel free to go check out GIUpdates.tv for all Gaming Illuminati content. Um, support the homies and whatnot. Be sure to go check out Gamer Flex Podcast, a podcast where you can be able to enjoy your favorite video games, but also making sure that your health and fitness is a priority as well. Shout out to you guys for having me, and y'all stay safe out there. Stay hydrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ethos, you got the show floor. What's your closing statement for Game Illuminati episode 134? Go. Shout outs to all the Bleach fans. We're eating. Okay, anyways, that's for nerds. Uh, JG, closing statement, episode 134. Go. Shout out to Ace for being on time for the pod. I think this is the first time you've been on the pod. It's Gamer Flex, too, so... We got a new guest, technically. 
Um, technically. <laughs> yeah, technically. I'm still sick, but, you know, I power through the pod. So if I sound funny, then you already know why. But we want to keep rocking. Uh, my closing statement is just shout out to everybody that's been showing love. The last podcast went crazy in terms of like views. Uh, so keep supporting, guys. Hit the like button. Uh, keep sharing the audio version, rating it five stars. We really appreciate you. Uh, if you made it to this part of the podcast and you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash gi updates uh spam in the comment section gamer flex if you made it we want to see how many of you guys made it to the end of the episode make sure to follow gamer flex on twitter uh other than that that's all we got for this show we appreciate y'all listening and we will see you on the next episode of the game and illuminati podcast peace